Blog Talk Radio. talking about though who was it again oh jackie wilson right 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 couldn't remember <laughs> when we the one that ray ray, <laughs> ray just so ray you know i gotta make sure to tell you before they come on um last week when the inspector came i didn't have a tie on so now i'm considered a problem so they will probably be back tonight, possibly before the show is over, to inspect me, and it takes about five to six minutes. Okay. I'll, talk I'll, try, to give you a, I'll try to give you a signal or something so you know without me saying the okay. inspectors. <laughs> yeah, even at 40 years old, I have a job where they give me a hard time for Q-Man, 
and along with my partner for the evening, Sister Sweet, the one and only Angela, we are going to deliver to you 60 minutes of neo-soulgasm. What's up, woman? You know what? I can't talk basketball with you. You can't talk basketball with me. No. <laughs> Why is that? Because I don't watch basketball. Oh. You know, you got to be a hot commodity to the guys out there. The only way you're going to do that is if you know what's going on on the basketball court. What do you I know, and I used to do that. You know, I used to do that. I used to do that. I used to do that, but I'm 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 too tired. <laughs> I don't I don't watch TV. Period. So you don't watch TV. I watch. I mean, I watch Netflix and whatever. But as far as going on, you know, to watch TV, I don't do that. That's interesting. But um, except, I mean, I record stuff on my DVR. Like I recorded the whole season of Scandal and watched it in two days. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm two episodes behind in that. So you're a Scandal fan. <laughs> I am. I am a Scandal fan, and I. But I. I didn't watch. I don't watch it every Thursday. I just record them all, and when the season was over, I watched them all at once. So. Okay. You know, you know what I like to ask women that are Scandal fans. Um, one, do you consider Olivia Pope a strong black woman? No. Okay, good. Very good answer. No. She should have left that alone a long time ago. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Because I consider her just someone's side piece. She just happens to have yeah. a very good job. So, okay, very good. You're very you good know. what? <laughs> no, I said, no, good. Because, you know, women get, get caught up in the, no, she's so great, and... She's powerful mm-hmm. and no. She's a side piece. Exactly. And a lot exactly. of my friends are gonna get mad at me saying that, but that's exactly what she is. Of course she is. That's exactly what she is. And you know what? If you if you watch the show, he has called her that on a couple of occasions. <laughs> to her face. <laughs> I don't care if he's the president of the United States or Bebop from next door. She's a side piece. <laughs> she is. Yes, she is. I'm I, hoping I, this I, works out. Yeah, she oh. is. I mean, I, I, a lot of people are like, you know, she's strong. She's, you know, behind the, the, the force behind the presidency. I'm like, no. And I think next and, season, you haven't watched the whole show, the whole season no. yet, but... No. I think that next season we're going to see that, yeah, you're the side piece because he has a wife. And how come she's never with no brothers, Angela? What's that about? He, she didn't have a brother. She didn't have a brother. I'm not counting that sellout guy with no hair on his mouth. I'm not talking about him. <laughs> no hair on his mouth? You got to have hair on your mouth. Who was Black he, men he was have like... to have hair on their face. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Real black men should have hair on their face. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that because I don't like hair on the face. Oh, goodness. I don't like hair on the face. I got to teach you everything, man. 
You got to teach me everything. I guess I don't know. Clearly, when you see those brothers in those interracial relationships, pay very mm-hmm. close attention. They never have hair on their face. <laughs> you got hair on your face? Yes, I do. You got a beard or a mustache or what? Cause I ain't seen it. I have mustache and goatee. Oh, okay. So you 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 you're a real brother. That's right. I like fried chicken and big butts. Yes. I don't advertise <laughs> it. But yes. You are so bad. Fried chicken and big butts. Well, I hate fried chicken, and I don't have a butt, so I guess I'm not, not out of your league. Are you kidding? You don't like fried chicken? Mm-mm. What do you eat? I eat chicken every once in a while, but I don't like it fried. What, what are you, like rotisserie? See, like that's why you want the brothers chicken. with no hair on their face. There you go. <laughs> I like rotisserie. And even like fried chicken. Of course you do. <laughs> I live in the South, too, so you know what? Yeah, so how do you not like fried chicken? It's all full of grease and stuff. I'm like, I don't need that. That's bad for your heart. That? Y'all must have that, that racist chicken place. Got to be a million of them down there. What is it, uh, Bojangles? We don't have Bojangles in Memphis. You don't? Mm-mm. We used to. Oh. I haven't seen the Bojangles in, Lord. I think I haven't seen the Bojangles in 20 years. It might be one around here where all the, you know, oh. people go to, but I haven't seen one. I know they're in Atlanta, so I just assumed they were there, too. So we do have a good show this evening. And I'm hoping it works out because I'm seeing the same stuff I saw last week. Are you, you know, serious? I am. And I actually talked to... The people at Blog Talk Radio today, and they said there wouldn't be any problems, but <laughs> I don't know because I don't see Booney. Oh goodness! I'm gonna have to call him. So get him on. Did you, did you ever read my book? Let's start there. And now you know what, and I haven't read your book. I was reading it today at the nail shop. But let me tell you something. I have three bookshelves in my bedroom. And before I go even further, I also have an office in my house that has bookshelves. The books in my the the bookshelves in my bedroom are full of books that I haven't read yet. <laughs> and I haven't read your book, but however, I started mm-hmm. reading it today. And it was I got to the part where yeah, I was at the and then I dropped it, and I didn't want to mess up my nails. So I didn't pick it up. Always a good reason to stop doing something. But um, I got to the part where the, the women were leaving the club. That was I think that was like the, the prologue. Page. Yeah. 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 But You're um, killing me right now. But you know what? It's not like I didn't want to read it. It's just because I haven't had time to read. I have probably 100 books in my bedroom that I haven't read. But I'm going to read your book by tomorrow. Because I read the, you posted something on Facebook, and um, it just really, it really, it really hit me, you know, about how you started to write. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I need to start writing again. Mm -hmm. 
but I wear your T-shirt all the time. Well, that's and good. People always ask me, like, what's the dirty circle? I'm like, go and find out, <laughs> go on the Internet and buy the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you not post a picture of yourself with the T-shirt on? Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. I don't post pictures of myself anywhere. <laughs> you know, I don't. Okay. But I'm really looking forward to reading the book, actually. It's right beside me. And I'm going to read the book. It's not because I didn't want to read the book. It's just because I don't read anymore. That's one other thing that I need to do that you inspired me by your post on Facebook. It's that, I, you know, I used to be a, a voracious reader. And I stopped being that. And um, wow. I need to do it again. I, need to, I, need I to actually hate reading. reading. You really do? Believe it or not, I hate reading. I, I haven't read a book in about 15 years. Oh, really? So I don't feel so <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love to read. I love to read, and that's why I get, I mean, I don't get my ideas from reading, but it's just like I get the the structure of how my books should be from reading. Mm-hmm. So how do you get, what do what do you get your ideas from? I have an extremely creative mind. Oh, okay. And when did you decide you want to be a writer? Mm-hmm. Well, I wrote a book when I was really young. I wrote a book when I was fourteen. So what was what I've was the book about? Oh, it was a fictional, I call it my after-school special book because it was about a kid in high school, but it was a good 300 pages. That's pretty much when I knew I was on the path to be a writer. I was doing that at 14. And I knew I wanted to be a writer in in, um, high school. I wanted to be a journalist and I wanted to be a lawyer. And it's actually in my yearbook. Didn't do either. Really? Started law school, never finished. But um Did you? Yeah, I did. I went to University of Chicago for one semester, got sick, and then when I um it was time for me to go back, I was like, you know what, I really don't want to go back. Wow. Well, you learn a lot on this show. You know, I learned well, a lot about mama. you, but just by your posting, I'm like, man, we got a lot in common. We need to talk. Mm-hmm. My mama's a lawyer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's a, she's like the queen of New Jersey down here. Mm. Mm-hmm. I need to get Booney yeah, on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm having the same problem. I'm about to get we're about to get rid of um blog talk radio because he's usually on by now. I'm sure he's having trouble I'm not you you are you in front of a computer? Not yet. I'm firing it up as we speak. Because um I'm sure he's not be able to see the show. And I think it's because um 
I don't know what's because. We need T Mitch. What's up with him? <laughs> well, I believe that he has received some sort of a promotion at work, mm-hmm. which has uh, changed his work hours. <laughs> okay. So we don't have. I'm like, I must be doing something wrong. You are not doing anything wrong. So Booney's number is not coming up? No, it's not. And I'm not on my cell phone. Well, maybe he didn't call in yet. It's 9.44. He should have called in by now. He usually comes on around quarter two. Okay. But I'm just like that recording thing came up. And I'm like, like it did last last week. I'm like, okay. I was wondering if people are able to see the um, the show. Hmm. Hope so. I hope so, because otherwise we just talk to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but exactly. Now, you, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna finish reading your book by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to write a review of it, Uh-oh. and I'm going to post it on our website. Oh, shoot. XL.com. I should have done that a long time ago, and I apologize. It's okay. But, um, you know, I've got the T-shirt, got the book, 90 You know. You know what? I got big boobs. I can't. You know what? I really can't be posting pictures of my. I got big boobs, so I can't be posting pictures of myself on internet with your T-shirt. It is a two XL T-shirt that I sent you. And I got big boobs. I'm just telling you. Look, I didn't say wear the shirt with no support underneath. I said wear the <laughs> shirts. <laughs> And if I wore the shirt, then it's going to go viral because I got some nice boobs, okay? Anyway, the more people <laughs> that post pictures of their T-shirt, the better. I mean, and I, look, not that I looked or noticed, but Terry Tobin is not the smallest up top. And she posted. <laughs> you look and you notice, okay? <laughs> no, Don't I didn't. Don't saying that. No, you know? I didn't. <laughs> But no. I do remember. Okay. I do remember her posting a picture wearing her dirty circle T-shirts. Okay, you did. I did, I saw that. I saw that she did that. Okay, there okay, you I'm go. I'm gonna post a picture. I'm gonna post a picture. There you go. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You just wouldn't let me say it in a professional way. You just wouldn't let it happen. (laughs) I tried to be as professional as possible. You just wouldn't let me do it. I'm sorry. So, yes, everyone, we are talking about my book, The Dirty Circle. If you have not read it yet, and it is doing fantastic. It is on Kindle. It is on Nook. You can get it at qmanbooks.com. Eventually, when Angela gets her grind on, you'll be able to get it at x2vl.com. Yes, sir. Hint, hint, hint. 
If if you won't be able to get it at even if you can't get it at XML dot com, you'll be able to read about it at XML dot com because I'm going to write a review of it. I'm gonna let you know what's going on. Here you go. And, and I have book. two other reviews that I can give you as well. So there you go. I wish I had so Mr. Ray online right now because I wish he could call Booney. And oh, you really don't still have him, huh? Wow. Yeah. Oh, what? you mean he's? I figured he'd be on by now. No, he's not gonna be on tonight. Mm-hmm. We, you. we don't need him. I mean, I figured uh, by now we'd have Booney on. He usually calls in by oh, now. Oh, Booney. I thought you talked yeah. about Ray. I'm like, oh, yeah. He's not on there, and I'm wondering. That's why I was wondering if you're in front of a computer, because I'm wondering if he can even get on. Um, I'm not sure if you're on your on your cell or not, but. I am. If I, you are, and if, maybe if you call him and, and, and got him on. Um, so I'm not on my cell for all of right you, now. for those of you that are listening, we are experiencing our little technical issues that we have experienced from time to time. It's just the joys of blog talk radio. It's like it's like having a scar. Like even though. I am a handsome guy. I've got scars on my face and scars on my hands. I've got character. It builds <laughs> character. It makes you distinguished. And that's what I am. I'm distinguished. I mean, yes. You're distinguished. You got hair in your you got hair in your face. You're distinguished. Well, I mean, that's very important. I I learned tonight <laughs> that's important. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to tell you. That is very important. Don't so, trust a man I, with no hair on his face. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? You know yeah, what? Man. So that that is so true. Yeah. That is so true. In my experience, don't trust a man mm-hmm. with no hair on his face. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna listen. To, we're gonna. I'm gonna play the Jackie Wilson mix right now. That okay. provided to us. And try to get in touch with him by um, line. Cause I'm I'm on, I'm on a landline, so um, I'm going to okay. try to get in touch with him. So tonight we're sure. listening to Jackie Wilson, Q Man, and Sister Sweet, and hopefully Booney uh, will be on after the mix. Okay. <laughs> Are you able to get in tonight? I don't know what's going on with this. I talked to, I talked to, uh, 
So I talked today and they said there were many problems. So I'm going to, I'm on a landline. I'm actually calling my cell phone, but I'm actually calling to show on a landline. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to do this to get you on tonight. Um, let me get Quash on the phone. Hold on a second, okay?
Well. Hey. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's some good stuff. And guess who I have online? Who do you have on the line? I have the Chancellor of Soul on the line. Well, thank goodness. <laughs> What's up, Booty? Hey, how's it going, man? All right, we we Oops. having some trouble over here, man. Yeah, it seems. <laughs> but finally, we got you on. I just yeah. hope our listeners out there are able to hear this because Jackie Wilson. Mr. Excitement right. is, is one of the more interesting people for you to discuss because he just had so many because I'm an athlete I'm always going to refer to it as off the field incidents but he just had so much going on other than his fantastic singing career that he is just you know, it's just a lot to talk about. So I'm going to get right out of the way because I know you're going to educate me on Mr. Excitement. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. I mean, um, well, I mean, you, you described, you know, Hello? Oh, no. Hello? Boney? <laughs> Did we lose Boney, Ange? I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how we did. I don't know how we did. I don't know Would how like to did. And it wasn't anything I, I did. I didn't, I didn't press anything, so I don't know what it is. But you know what? You keep talking. I'm going to try to I blame T. Mitch. I blame T. Mitch. All technical I blame issues T. Mitch, too. That we've had over the past two weeks. I know he's causing this somehow. He's doing a Ouija board in his boxes, and he's making all of these bad things happen. It has to be because, you know what? It's not like this is the first time I've done this. It's like... Right. It's like... It's something going on. It's like somebody's put yeah. a voodoo spell on me or something. Oh, I know it's him. It's him, huh? Yeah. Okay, you, you you talk about Jackie Wilson while I try to get Booney back. Yeah. He's determined to make it look like we are incapable of having a show out. That's what it is. And now we've got one of the more interesting people to talk about. The one and only Jack Leroy, Jackie Wilson Jr., who's known as Mr. Excitement. Now, I know a lot of you were on board with him, and you know that he was born in Detroit and all of those things. But I'm looking forward to talking to is all of the turmoil that went on in his personal life. And I mean, especially the scandal where he said an obsessed fan shot him in the stomach and everyone, well, not everyone, but people behind the scenes say that it was one of his girlfriends' rage. 
and no one ever really knew the truth behind that incident. So I'm really curious to get Boomy's take on that tonight. We might have to hey. extend the show. Yeah. You know what? I'm back. What's up? And we got Booney on. All right. <laughs> I'm I don't back. know. I don't know. But you know what? I want to get right into the meat. And I, I know I know you have your way of doing it, but mm. that whole who shot him in the stomach incident, that's, that's what I can't wait to get your take on. Was it a jealous fan? Or was it Juanita, whoever, his ex-girlfriend? I need to know that one. Well, it was it was his girlfriend, Juanita. You know, Jackie has ah. so many women. You know, ah. and it was it was so many it was so many women. Forget about it. I mean, Jackie was. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, you know, what woman wouldn't be attracted to Jackie? You know, in those days or whatever. And so, yeah, it was his, his girlfriend, one one of his girlfriends. Juanita, you know, mm. jealous, you know, very jealous, and uh-huh. and um, you know, and the thing about it, she, you know, when he came back to his apartment, he had another woman, you know what I mean, mm. another beautiful woman. So you know, um, basically, it was this lady, Harleen Harris, who lived in Harlem, but she was like a socialite in Harlem, and she was Sam Cooke's girlfriend, you know, and. She dated different ones in the industry. Mm-hmm. So Jackie had was bro- had brought her to his apartment, and she shows up and shoots him in the stomach. Mm. You know, now the thing about it, you know, he nearly lost a kidney, but the bullet mm-hmm. stayed in till 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 his death. You know, his lungs mm-hmm. in his stomach till till his death, and they couldn't operate on it because it would it would you know he would be paralyzed. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be, it's like close to his spine where he would just be paralyzed. So they left the bullet in, and you know, yeah. But it was, it was, it was a jealous. Yes, yeah, she was one of the jealous girlfriends that uh, didn't take the Jackie's womanizing. You know, yeah, she shot. So, so he said it was a jealous fan to save his reputation. Well, yeah, because in those days, you know, you had the press release, you know, um, the press people came out, you know, to save his reputation, you know, and, you know, the representation of Brunswick. So, of course, you know, you have a person that's going to say, well, listen, you know, a jealous fan shot Jackie and such and such and whatever and so forth. You know, they didn't want to scrutinize his, you know, uh, his character, you know, assassinate his character. So they basically said... Let's just put this out in the press and so forth. And that went on for many years until mm-hmm. the real truth came out, you know. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's true. One of his girlfriends, yeah, Juanita did shoot him. Wow. And he was, wow. After, after he was shot, was he, like, was he, like, um, in the hospital for his yeah. life? Or? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he definitely was in the hospital. And then, uh his wife Frida was with him at the time, and you know, because he was married, and you know, she came to the hospital, and when he was let out, she was with him. You know, so yeah, yeah, he he. Um, so he didn't stay at the hospital for the rest of his life. Was he able to no. get back to singing? Oh, oh no, 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 no. When he he when he got shot, when he got out, yeah, he continued to perform. 
okay. and recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is way before the, you know, before he was um, uh, in a coma. Okay. Yeah, this is like in the early 60s, This when, when this incident happened. Okay. Now, he had a lot of incidents, didn't he? Jackie? <laughs> Jackie's story is so interesting. It's, we'll be here all night. You know, Jackie, <laughs> Jackie was something else. I mean, um, I don't know why his life story is not being told, you know, but maybe because of certain, you know, incidents of things that cannot be said, you know, mm-hmm. um, to protect his image or whatever. Or, you know, there's too many personal things that just cannot be said. You know, there's a book out on Jackie called Lonely Teardrops. And... um you know, it came out, oh, my goodness, years ago. And, um, you know, the thing about it is is that uh, it's so many incidents and stories with Jackie. I mean, for instance, uh, you know, when he was traveling south, you know, with um, uh, Jesse Belvin and all of them, you know, of course, in those days, you know, you had to play to a segregated crowd. And... Um, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, there's certain people that's not going to deal with that sort of situation. And Jackie was one of those people that you didn't tell what to do. You know, he was he was a Golden Gloves boxer, and he could knock you out. He was strong as a bear. You know, Jackie was strong as a bear. You know, and uh, I have a friend of mine who was. I'm sorry. He didn't look that strong. No, he was strong. Yeah, he'd knock you out within seconds. He was very good with his hands, extremely good with his hands, and he had a quick temper also. And um, uh, I have a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, Tony Drake, Northern Soul artist, legendary Northern Soul artist. He wrote for the Shy Lights, Living in the Footsteps of Another Man. He was good friends with Jackie. And, um, you know, (laughs) he told me a story where Jackie and him was walking, and Jackie, you know, Jackie was also playful. So Mm -hmm. Jackie would grab him. And he said, Mike, I couldn't move. I could not move. That's how strong he was. So the, Jackie was, you know, one of the greatest entertainers in the world, but he was a dangerous man on top of it, you know. So, um, and it was one incident where, you know, he was um, in New Orleans. This is the early 60s again. It's a little before he was shot, you know, for the, the uh, girlfriend shot him. He... And like I said, it was a segregated crowd that he, that you know, him and Sam Cooke and Jesse Belvin and all of them played to. So not only Jackie had black females, but white females mm-hmm. were just crazy about him too. You know, Jackie had mm-hmm. all types of females that loved him. And um, it what happened was white one of the white fans had climbed on the stage and danced with him. That was a no-no. You know, mm-hmm. so a police officer came up there. And try to separate him and call them the N-word. So Jackie's mm. not going to take that. Jackie knocked him out cold. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, he knocked him out cold. And they had to get him out of there. You know, because mm. they threatened to kill him if he didn't get out. Mm-hmm. You know? So um, <laughs> that was one of the incidents. And sadly, though, you know, when you went down south, the policemen down there, the cops down there were so racist and so, you know, it's a thing where they didn't, they hated black people so much. They would do malicious things like 
cut your tires and, and things like that, you know. And as you saw in the movie, the five heartbeats, they would stop you, you know, if mm-hmm. it was like more than one black person in the car. You know, they figured, you know, they just had ways of picking on you and knowing mm-hmm. they had the power to do so. And unfortunately, one of the singers, Jesse Belvin, was killed, you know, in a car accident. He bled to death, him and his wife. And an all-white hospital wouldn't take them, you mm. know, like the incident with Bessie, Bessie Smith. So out of that tour, Jesse Belvin, the great Jesse Belvin, was killed. And um, luckily, Jackie, you know, survived that incident. And then there was other incidents and stuff, you know. Um, this, this, well, there's the infamous one with him and James Brown didn't like each other. And he didn't like James Brown. James Brown, of course, you know, who's who's my my first idol, musically speaking. Uh, him and Jackie got into you know some some tiffs, where one time at this club in Harlem called the um, oh the Har- uh, the Palm Cafe it was a famous club on 25th Street, where all of the stars from the Apollo would go there and galvanize, you know, socialize and everything. So. There was one story where Jackie and James were there, and James lost his temper and said something to Jackie. He said, hey, man, let's fight, because James Brown's also a boxer, too. <clears throat> and um, Jackie was bouncing around like he was Muhammad Ali. He said, hey, man, come on, let's go. We can do this. And James Brown, <laughs> not to say James Brown was no punk, but he, you know, he didn't fight Jackie that particular day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but in spite of all his... You know, um, incidents, one of the greatest entertainers in the world. You know, you couldn't beat Jackie. Um, His acrobats and, you know, of course, his hits. The man could sing opera as, you know, uh, one of the songs in there was uh, included was Night, the flip side of Dogging Around, where he's singing opera. And his idol was Hal Josen. As a matter of fact, if I'm not familiar with Al Jolson, he's the one that did the jazz singer in 1927 in blackface. And he was the one that made Mammy famous, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, Jackie idolized his singing. You know, I don't think it was just, I definitely don't, it definitely wasn't the image of Al Jolson. Because in those days, that's what they did, minstrel acts, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um... But um, I want to get I I do want to say that I did read a piece of Al Joseph's history, and that surprisingly he fought for civil rights. He was on you know um, in getting black acts into uh, including black acts into his club into his into his act, so they could mm-hmm. appear in clubs because a lot of black entertainers weren't allowed to appear in clubs. So Al Joseph you know had initiated for black entertainers to come and entertain and where i understand that he hit one guy for calling one of the black entertainers the n-word so you know it's it's just amazing piece of history where you really have to dig and 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 understand you know it's really interesting interesting. because you know you think about al joseph you think oh blackface you know right whatever you know automatically really interesting to to learn that what he did for black entertainers. Yeah. Yeah, it's surprisingly too. I mean, you know, he you know, so um 
with uh, back with Jackie and everything, yeah, he idolized Al Jolson. He idolized his operatic range and you know his his yeah his 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 style of singing. He incorporated that in his singing. So if you listen closely, and then it's another singer that he looked up to was Clyde McFadder, one of the, who was the founder of the Drifters, who made White Christmas and you know. Money, honey, and then not the later drifters that did um, save the last dance for me or whatever. That's that's another drifters, but the early drifters. Um, Jackie idolized Clyde McFadder, who to me is one of the greatest as far as falsetto singers of all time. You know, um, mm-hmm. he idolized him, and um, you know, and of course he was in Billy Ward and the Dominoes. That's the, Clyde McFadder was in that group. So when Clyde left to go solo, actually he was fired by Billy Ward, um, the founder of the of the Dominoes. Jackie came in and took his spot, and they made records together. And then next thing you know, Jackie went solo and got with Barry Gordy. Wow. So he's on Motown. He's say it again. I'm sorry. He was on Motown? No. Barry Gordy was a, a songwriter out of Detroit because they're all from Detroit. Jer- Barry and Jackie kind of grew up together. They were in the same gang together called the Shakers. And um, so, of course, being Detroiters, you know, um, um, Jackie was in, you know, he was in the gang and he was a boxer and he had bouts. And his mother came actually. While he was fighting in the ring, his mother came to the uh, to the place and got up on the, the top steps, grabbed Jackie by the ear, twisted it, and dragged him out of one of the bouts. <laughs> and, you know, so that's how Jackie got out of boxing. But he was a very good boxer. Like I say, he was golden gloves. So he was, you know, and that's how he got into singing. You know, but Jackie, Jackie was a street person. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he was a street person, you know. Like I said, he was in the gang, and he was, you know, he was out there, you know. But he just had an enormous gift. And now, so, you know, but... Mm-hmm. When you said... But with Barry yeah, Gordy... I'm, so, I'm sorry, go right ahead. Well, I'm sorry, Boney. No, Boney, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was, I was going to answer um, Sister's uh, question with as far as the Motown thing, the connection between him and Barry... Fast forward up to 1957, when he signed with Brunswick, Barry was a struggling songwriter because he had just got out of the assembly line at Ford, and he didn't want to do it anymore. You know, so his family said, well, what do you do? He said, well, I'll write songs. And they thought he was out of his mind, you know. So he got together and wrote Reap Petite. That's the first song you heard on the, the, the lineup tonight. And that was Barry's first, you know, hit with Jackie and did very well, extremely well. Then Lonely Teardrops was his first main seller. Barry Gordy also wrote that. Um, and a lot of other hits, you know, To Be Loved and all the other, you know, classics that Jackie made. So, yeah, that's the association. Actually, Jackie, um, I would say Motown is a house that Jackie built. Because that's where Barry Gordy got his start and his, and his you know, success. I did not know that Barry Gordy was a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a very good songwriter. Um, 
Yeah, he had written some stuff for Jackie. Um, oh my good, Etta James. You know, uh, all I can do is cry. You know, and um, yeah, Barry was a very good song. He wrote "Do You Love Me" by the Contours. He wrote that song. So yeah, Barry was a very instrumental, great songwriter. You know, and of course you know the history of Motown. He borrowed eight hundred dollars from his family and started the label. And he met Smokey Robinson, and the rest is history. So Jackie just went on after Barry. Barry basically left Jackie because money. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he wanted more money. So Nat Tanapol, who was Jackie's manager and became president of Brunswick later, said no. So Barry said, okay. So he left. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is history. So Jackie continued. You know, have you know he continued with the hits and everything, but different ones. Baby Workout, number one, another million seller. And after that, he was on the dry spell for a little while. You know, he had recorded stuff, but it didn't cross over to the pop singles. But it did pretty well on the on the, on the R&B charts. And we fast forward up to where um, uh, Whispers was written by Barbara Acklin, who was a secretary at Brunswick who had a hit two years later with Love Makes a Woman. And um, <clears throat> she wrote that for Jackie, and it brought him back to prominence. And then after that, Higher and Higher, which a song they threw in the garbage because they didn't think it would amount to anything. So yeah. after Higher and Higher, he hit number one with that, and that was it. You know, He was legendary by then. And what put him into a coma? Well, okay, we fast forward up to the 70s. To Dick Clark's um, uh, Good Old Days show in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And um, there's speculations that Jackie, you know, had um, dinner with some people. And he got up on the stage... And he was singing Lonely Teardrops. And, he, you know, he went to go to the part where he says, my heart is crying. And he falls to the floor. And everybody thought it was part of the act. But he, could, he wouldn't get up. And then they, they stopped the music, stopped the show. Dick Clark came running out. And that, that was it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he was in a coma for nine years. You know. And uh, so much... I mean, his, Jackie's life is so interesting. I really wish they would do a story on his life, a movie. I know. Hey, Quash, yeah. make that happen. <laughs> mm. Um, he, when he got arrested in 1967, with I think it was his drummer, uh, White went in the hotel room, and all I rem, all I'm hearing was that. He was arrested on morals charges. Yeah, they're trying to say that the white women were on the age, you know, and two twenty. You know, they were young and they were like in their thirties. And yeah, mm-hmm. and like I said, we go back to the segregation um, in South Carolina. The South was still, even though it was integrated, but it was still segregated. It was separate but equal, equal, you know, and vice versa. <clears throat> so they still didn't follow the laws of integration. So certain towns, you could not have a white woman or white women 
mm. in, you know, uh, in these certain towns, especially in the motel. Two black men having two young white girls, no, nah, it wasn't happening. Not with mm. the police or not with the people in the town. So, yeah, him and his drummer were arrested on moral charges, you know. But, of course, you know, the company came through and that Santa Paul came through and got him out. And then, you know, wow. of course, he um, had tragedy with his children, too, you know. You know, uh, his, his son Jackie Jr. was killed, was, was murdered, you know. And um, his daughter, I think uh, she was on drugs, you know, and died, you know, of a heart right. attack. But she was very young, like in the early 20s or so, you know. You know, he just had, like, tragedy after tragedy, you know. And then, of course... Nat Tanapol was, you know, had extorted money from Jackie, stole more, this type, you know, royalties and, you know, um, things from Jackie, unpaid taxes and things like that, you know, and had foreclosed his house and it was, yeah, it was, it was just too much. Uh-huh. But a great story to see on TV. That would be a great story to see on TV. Absolutely, absolutely, you know. And, um, you know, so, um, yeah, he was in a coma for nine years. And, um, you know, I, I remember um, when he passed 30 years ago in 1984, mm-hmm. you know, the one, only one that really acknowledged him was Michael Jackson. You know, and Michael Jackson had said that, you know, Jackie was his hero and, you know, I love you, Jackie. And I was so happy when I saw that. You know, this is like, you got to remember, this is also like a couple of months before Marvin Gaye was killed. So we had lost two great entertainers that year, you know, two of the greatest artists of all time. And um, so, you know, this is, it was sad. I said, man, I, I really wish they would mention Jackie, you know, somewhere on one of these award shows. And God bless Michael Jackson because he, he was the one that, you know. And the thing about it, the strange part about it. Jackie's music had resurfaced because Michael Jackson at the time was number one with Thriller. And Thriller, of course, you guys probably remember, was the biggest album ever back 30 years ago. Everybody was playing Thriller, and Michael was getting accolades after accolades. So whatever Michael Jackson said, his word was bond. So the company started reissuing Epic Records, who had took over the Masters, Star reissuing Jackie's, you know, Wilson's hits, a two record set called the Jackie Wilson Story, and that sold very well, you know. So his music had resurfaced because of that too, and I was very happy about that. Well, we're running out of time. I don't want to cut you off, but we're going to be off the air in about forty-five seconds. So, <laughs> um, thank you so much for putting up with us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's always a great pleasure to um, listen to you, and I don't know where you get all this information from. One day you're going to tell us. I don't want to know. It's like the magician with the magic tricks. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> May I pull a rabbit next time? I'll just, you know. <laughs> all rabbits, you know. Maybe we'll multiply or something. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you.